got a third episode of Video Vampires. My name's Mickey. This is Jessica. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Jessica, what have you seen lately? Okay. So, I have been watching, at least on TV, The Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of obsessed with it. I, I really enjoy Elizabeth Moss. She played um, Peggy in Mad Men. For those people who have seen Mad Men, which most people have, yeah, um, it takes place in this like weird dystopian future where women, most women, can't give birth anymore. There's like this plague going around, um, but some women can. There's like a few remaining women who can give birth. So um, basically, there's these handmaids that are stolen um, and made as, made to be slaves for these rich women who need babies. Uh, so, obviously, it's, it's really fucked up. Um, Reed Morano uh, actually directed all three of the first episodes, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, like, stunning. Like, there's a lot of, like, very dramatic close-ups, but they're, they're done really well you know you're just so focused on like reading the expressions on these actresses faces um there's like obviously the coloring the all the handmaids wear these bright red um dresses with these like big um i don't know what they're called like you know sure like pilgrim's hood for for those of you can't can't see what she's doing she's trying to uh She's trying to do, like, I, I don't know, what I, I, a bonnet? Yes, a bonnet! All right. Oh, my God, that took so long. Yeah. And then um, all, like, the rich wives who can't give birth wear green. Um, it's just, and it's... But they don't wear bonnets. No, they don't. They're kind of modernized, like, maybe 50s kind of um, okay. style garb. It, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really, I don't want to give too much away, but you get the gist of, of how nightmarish... Mm-hmm. Um, it is, and it, it also compares to modern times, you know, sure. what's going on in our political climate right now. Um, so it kind of has you believe, like, yes, this this could happen. It, it's, you know... Uh, <clears throat> now, you never read the book. No, I didn't, I which that. a lot of my, my friends who have read are like, oh, my God, like, read the book, but I just didn't have time to do it, and I, right. I kind of don't like to read and watch at the same time. Um, but so far, and I... What's her name? Alexis. She was in Gilmore Girls. Alexis. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Okay. But she, usually she's like this. And sometimes I can't shake that image of her of being like this little mousy, like, like type of, of character. And uh, in the the third episode of the series, because each, each Wednesday it's three episodes, um, really kind of made me change my mind about her acting. Um I don't want to give the scene away, but it's probably, like, the last few minutes of that episode, and it's just, um, it's great so far, so I'm really hopeful that the rest of the season, and they're gonna, I think each Wednesday with the episodes, they're gonna have the different directors, so Uh Reed Morano only did the first three, and then there'll be another director, 
That's cool. I like that approach. Yes. Um, but I, I really liked it so far. It's impressive, at least to me. So <clears throat> that's what I'm, I've watched so far this week. I have a... Uh, well, I, I, you know, I watched... I rewatched, or I watched in its entirety for the first time, Body Double, which we talked about before <laughs> yeah. we started recording. And uh, my God, I, I am a... I have a weird love-hate thing for Brian De Palma. Uh, but, you know, like, whereas when I love his stuff, I love it. When I hate... I mean, like, I'm just... I hate... Um, another movie... Like, one of his movies that I hate that everybody loves, The Untouchables. You hate The Untouchables? I didn't used to. I, l- I used to love that movie. What? I don't understand. What made you hate it? I don't know. I don't... I just... I watched it recently, and I love Sean Connery. And I love Sean Connery in that movie. I could not stand De Niro as Capone. I no, love. I we love. Were, I was just talking about that with somebody. Yeah, I, the music, which again, great composer, Ennio Morricone. Yes. Okay, he was on my list, but I didn't. From last for for uh, yeah scores, for last yeah. episode. Yeah, but I just his score in that is just drives me nuts. It's so I don't know, and then I can't believe that David Mamet wrote that. Like, it's like everything about that movie just blows my mind. I do like Charles Martin Smith. Uh-huh. I love Andy Garcia. I like I like them. I like all the scenes with them I really like. I just, I think my problem with that movie isn't so much that I hate it, is that it just gets way too much uh, hype. And, and, and there's so much love for it, and I just yeah. feel like it's so not warranted. Same really thing with don't... Scarface. Okay. Not a bad movie. But, yes, yeah, you get those shitty bros that are like, hello to my little friend, right. and you just want them to die, and you want to disassociate from that movie completely. I get it, but then there's also the side of it right. being a good movie, and Al Pacino, you know? like Sure, exactly. <laughs> and in Untouchables, I love Billy Drago. He plays mm-hmm. Frank Nitti. He was in a bunch of, uh, you know, he's, he's a great, you know, character actor. He was in Vamp. He was in, uh, he plays, you know, Frank Nitti, uh, Capone's right-hand man mm-hmm. who gets tossed off the building and it's that ridiculous, like, green screen or blue yeah. screen, like, falling down the, uh, but the thing with the Palma is that, like, you know, like I said, like, if, if when I like a movie of his, I love it. When I don't like it, I just hate, I, I just, my, my gut reaction is just to go the far extreme and just hate it. Um, that being said, Body Double, I <laughs> um, and we'll talk about that some other time. But uh, the other thing I watched was American Gods, first episode. Oh, yeah, I need to watch it. I love that book. And, you know, somebody asked me, I was like, oh, you know, they haven't seen it yet. And they were like, how is it? And it's like, well, you know when you're reading the book and you're like 20, 30 pages in, you're like, this is really good. But by the time you finish the – you know, like when you but when you look at back on that those 30 pages, yeah. when you finish the book, you're like, it's it just pales in comparison to the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. I, I, the show's great so far. I love Brian Fuller. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a huge Hannibal fan. Did you ever finish Hannibal, by the way? No. I, I, was, I keep meaning years. to rewatch it from the beginning, and I know. Um, I mean, that's the only thing that's missing from uh, American Gods is, is Mods Mickelson, you know, because... Oh. I mean, really, you could just have him walking around in, in the, the show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just some dude in the street, and it would be awesome. But... Uh, no, American Gods was great, and yeah. there's definitely, you know, there's a few scenes, I don't want to give anything away, but if you've read the book, there's a scene earlier on in the book that happens, and you're like, that's fucked up. And I've read the book, but, I mean, so I obviously know it's going to get spoiled for me in the show, but, no, no, you know I mean, when like, you want to watch so it? So, yeah. you know how, like, in the book, there's, like, there's moments where they kind of, like, 
pull away from the main story and they kind of talk about something else happening in America with like another one of like yeah. the incarnation of the guys. There's there's one there's a sex scene in the book yeah that um is pretty wild and yeah they okay. covered it perfectly really in the show. that's I was, exciting yeah it is it was really exciting I was like cause, you know I mean I feel like because how do you envision that to translate to film exactly and it is done as literally as it is in the book and you're like holy shit this is amazing so if, if you haven't if you haven't read the book and you haven't watched the show yet but you're planning on it just be warned there's a scene that's gonna kind of blow your mind um it's a little it's bizarre but it's it's awesome and it's done exactly how it's, it's, it's done in the book so also really gory mm-hmm. yeah really violent um but with like a sense of humor about it uh-huh. you know um like if i wouldn't i don't want to say like game of thrones level of 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 tv violence but almost there but like i said with a sense of humor about it like i was laughing out loud at a few of the parts you know so definitely check out American Gods. I mean, the guy I, I I remember reading the book, and you know, you always have like those ideas of who the you know people you know yes. how you envision them. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw the trailer, I was like, I don't know about this person or this person or this person. And so far, everybody is like, when I finally watched the show, I'm like, oh yeah, that fits. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, I will say that I heard um, Dane Cook's in it. What? I, yeah, I don't like him, but he plays the best friend. Remember, you know, so, oh. spoiler alert, um, you know, the main character finds something out about his late wife. Yeah. That, you know, Dane Cook plays the... Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, that's great, because okay. I really don't like him, and I really don't like the character in the no. book either. So it all kind of... Now, that's what I heard who he plays. Now, you know... Honestly, it, I, I kind of like that casting, and I kind of hope it's true. I think it's a great idea. If, like, if there's a character that, like, you know, if, you know, if you're adapting something, and there's a character that is... Is just really just shitty. Find somebody that everybody fucking hates. Yeah. Because it'll just it'll make the job so much easier. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's gonna you know it's gonna ruin their lives. Like you know, uh, you know, if somebody the guy who played Ramsey Bolton, I can't remember who he is. Oh yeah. I heard he's awesome. I heard he's a really rad guy. Never gonna be able to look at him without no. thinking of that character. Same thing with uh, Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Great kid, but for the rest of his life, he's always gonna be. He's gotta do he's something. He's gonna be that. Yeah. He's gonna have to do something pretty. Fantastic for people to forget that character. Yeah. Um, but no, as far as like in the theaters, I haven't gone to see anything yet. Um, I April was kind of a, a dry month for me. I knew there was a lot of stuff coming out that I do want to see starting actually this week. So we got let's see, we got Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Part two. I really loved the first one. It's so good. It really James is. Gunn did a great job. He it did. is so enjoyable. It just like. It, it makes you feel good to watch it. Yeah, and this one's going to have Kurt Russell in it, so... I know, and I love him. There's not one person on this planet who doesn't. Um, you know, I, I probably shouldn't mention this, but I'm going to have to just go for it. Um, so just be <laughs> delicate with, with with how you, uh, your response to this one, because this is, you know... Uh, last <laughs> year, I was, uh, squishing the backseat of, uh, a rental car... With my girlfriend's sister and her mother, and really, I mean, like three people. I mean, it was just it was a it was a tight fit. And we're all making conversation, and her sister and I, who I get along with really well, I like her a lot, and I are talking about um, Point Break. Um, and my girlfriend's sister is like, "Yeah, you know, you know who is a poor man's Patrick Swayze?" And she starts trying to describe. She's like, "I can't remember his name." 
and starts trying to describe. How dare she? And, and I then when I realized that she was talking about Kurt Russell, I, I mean, this this uncomfortable car ride almost got a lot more uncomfortable. <laughs> um, I took everything I had just to restrain. I mean, I, and the funny thing is, I didn't restrain myself. I kind of like was like, "What are you talking about?" And just went off. But I kept it, you know. I kept it cool. Civil? Yeah, civil. Uh, a little hostile, but but relatively civil. And, um, you know, I'll forgive her for that, kind of. But, yeah, no, Kurt Russell's the, the uncle that everybody wishes they had. Yeah, you know? or like... What? Extended uncle or something. Yeah. Like Snake Plissken. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, but so then we got Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. And then we've got... Next yes. week we got... And... You know, I'll, I'll get into Alien. this in a second. We got Alien. Covenant. Which I think looks... I'm going to go see it. I'm going to see it opening night. I think it looks terrible. Really? Yes. I think it looks good. Oh, my God. No I'm, way. I feel like I got a lot of faith put in, especially like Danny McBride's in it, which is an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of am really excited to see him in this type of movie, um, but I feel like he's just going to be like a funny, sassy guy that dies early. But I, you know, I yeah. I kind of hope they do something else with him. I don't know. Uh, got, uh, we got Billy Crudup in there. Who yes. is now? He, uh, to me, he is the poor man's Jason Patrick. Like, if you can't find Jason Patrick, you find Billy Crudup. And I like Billy Crudup, but that's really? yeah. He's in no Jason. way. Yes way. All right. No way. All right. <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna talk about him a little bit more <laughs> later on. But uh, uh, let's see. So then we got um then we got Blade Runner coming out in October. Yeah. You know oh. what? I don't know if I really like Ryan Gosling, but uh, I think I will back. in this. I, I get it. He's like, I, I like him and everything he's done. I just like. I know. I know what you're don't thinking. Don't like him. You know? I know. No, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, and I'm going to tell this quick story. Um, I did not like Ryan Gosling at all. Yeah. Um, I had never even. I don't think I'd ever seen him in a movie at one point. I was just like, I didn't like him. There's something about him. Like I was just like, oh, fuck this guy. And this was, and then back in, I hadn't seen The Notebook or anything. I eventually did. Somebody, like, uh, yeah. a friend of mine was like, you gotta watch, if you, you have to, you have to watch this movie, because if you get choked up during movies, you're gonna, like, lose your shit. And I watched it, and I was like, eh? <laughs> didn't do a thing for me. But, um, didn't like Ryan Gosling. And then one time, um, a buddy of mine who lived out here, his, um, you know, he found out from his parents that they had to put his dog to sleep. And he was really bummed out. You know, he's the dog that he pretty much grew up with. He was really sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and another friend took him out to this coffee shop near where we lived to, like, basically just sit there, commiserate, smoke cigarettes, drink coffee, you know, and just try to cheer him up, you know? Yeah. And we're sitting there. And, um, and this is the funny thing. The notebook did not make me tear up. This did. Um, but uh, we're sitting there, and we look over, and Ryan Gosling's right there with his dog. And we're like... Oh my god, that's and you know that when it's one of those things where it's like you you, you hear about somebody so much and then you kind of see them and you're like oh you you you're not I wouldn't say starstruck but you're kind of like taken aback you know yeah my buddy yeah. my buddy whose dog had passed you know had been put to sleep he goes over and starts like playing you know petting Ryan Gosling's dog and he and he mentioned that the dog looked like a lot like you know he's talking to the dog he's like oh you look just like my my dog you know and Ryan Gosling like very nicely asked and he's like you know oh what you know what's your dog's name and he's like uh. You know, and he said the dog's name, and he's like, uh, unfortunately, we had to put her to sleep uh, just recently. And Ryan Gosling's like, man, I'm really sorry. And he started talking to him about it, and I was like, I'm, like, sitting there at the table, like, tearing up, being like, what a, what a nice dude. And then, a few years later, 
Drive comes out, and I see Drive, and I'm like, this guy's awesome. So you know what? Ryan Gosling is A-OK in my book. I know it's it's uh, it's kind of a cliche to think he's the bee's knees, but uh, he kind of is. I mean, it's you can't – I get it. You can't hate someone who loves dogs and is so humble. And a nice guy. And this is, even, this is the best part, too. He put out an album. Oh yeah, okay. And the yeah. album's really Dead Man's Bones. It's really good. Okay, it is good. Yeah, I, I mean, get like, it. There's, but there's... like, you kind of can't like a guy who's good at everything. No, you like you... he's good looking. He can act. He has like this cute fucking band. Like fuck off, man. You know, like I don't know. That's I think that's why I hate him is because he's so likable. <laughs> yeah, well, no, and I get that. I usually I get that. I get because there's that contrarian in me that wants to like dislike anything that like you know everybody loves. Yeah. But, I'm going to have to side with people on this one that, like, I, I really do like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And I'm excited for... I, I think Blade Runner looks great. I'm very... From the, the few seconds that we saw. You the know, trailer, that te- yeah. The trailer that... Because I, I, I only saw the teaser, like, that one minute. It like, is it is a teaser. Okay. I think it I think it's enough for me to watch the movie and be like, I'm going to yeah. go see this Ryan Gosling movie. Ex- well... And Harrison Ford. Yes, I I know. I'm I'm exaggerating, but you know yeah. because of my hate for him. <laughs> right. Um. And then that that's coming out, and then I am gonna I do want to see it. Um, oh man, I hate clowns. Okay, and I watched the trailer because I got sent it about five times on Facebook. People were texting yeah. it to me. Side note: finally... Jess is either hates or is terrified of clowns. They're just awful. So she gets a lot of clown bullshit because all my friends are assholes right um so i did watch it i think it looks terrifying and i think it looks that's the thing is that like you are afraid of clowns if you and 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 the whole point of going to see a scary movie and it doesn't happen as often as it should if ever but is to get scared so how could you not want to see this movie because it's going to fulfill i mean you probably even if it's not scary to anybody else, it's going to be terrifying to you. And wouldn't that be awesome to go pay, to go sit in a theater and get scared? Yeah, but the thing is, is like, it just, it finds a way into my brain. And then my subconscious just, it just attacks me at night. So then I'll dream about it and it will, like, haunt me. It really will. And it's so annoying. <laughs> I know what you're talking about because um, back a few years ago, I used to go on this, like, um, I used to hike all the time up this, like, trail kind of like near where I used to live in Highland Park mm-hmm. up in the woods um or up in the this you know wooded woodsy area um I would I would go there by myself I would hike up there all the time by myself in the dark and I would play music you know to you know to, to kind of alleviate my fears also to make sure if there's any wild animals that they can hear they hear something and they just kind of they keep their distance you know but and I remember I was trying to convince a friend of mine to go up there with me and everything like that. He's like, come on, let's go. He's like, no, I'm terrified. And he was like, he was listing off all these different things that he was afraid of on this this possible hiking trail, you know, like um, mountain lions, um, you know, other wildlife. That, and yeah. I was like, look, look, it's not, they're not in Highland Park. But I couldn't really give him a hard time because what I was afraid of every time I'd go up there is Linda Blair and the Exorcist yeah. and Tim Curry and It. Um, I would, you know, it'd be one of those moments where I'm like, I'm walking through this area, I'm, I'm fine, you know, it's okay, I'm following the trail, and then for no reason whatsoever, I would just start thinking about either one of those two, and scare the shit out of myself, and my pace would <laughs> quicken, and um, so where on one hand, my friend had these, you know, relatively reasonable 
legit fears. Mine were completely um, ridiculous and absurd. And, um, you know, that being said, I, 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 I'm skeptical about it, but I also want to see it. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with, like, you know, seeing, you know, Stranger Things last year, and it's like, oh, my God, like, this, I I need so... some, yeah, I want something like this, I need something like this. I mean, Stranger Things was what I hope they kind of take they're from, yeah, towards... the direction they're going towards. And then we got Stranger Things coming out in Halloween, Yeah. Um, which will be great. So, I'm excited about all that, but, you know, Alien Covenant, and this is going to be a perfect, perfect kind of way to start this conversation, is uh, the trailer's awful. The trailer is terrible. Do you think so? Yes. I mean, I don't remember hating it, but I don't I don't think it's terrible. Um, why do you hate it? Why? Because yes, I know that it's alien. I know we've at this point we're what five, six movies deep. Yeah. We know what they look like. We know I don't want to see it. Okay, I don't, yeah. I don't wanna see I don't wanna see them. I don't there's a there's a shot at the end of the trailer where it's jumping on I think a ship. But that's yeah. Yeah, scare tactic. I know. Um, also, I, I'm skeptical about Alien Covenant because of Prometheus, which yeah really let me down. Also, uh, I rewatched. You know, I think what was it, Alien Day was last week. It's just, you know, for some odd yeah. reason everybody yeah. So they all these different companies were putting out Alien merchandise. Reebok put out those sneakers from uh, Aliens. I was like, oh my god, like the ones that Ripley's wearing. Yeah. Um, a lot of theaters played the original Alien. I didn't go, but a friend of mine, we watched Body Double, and then we watched Alien. And, um, you know, I just, there's something about that original movie. I love Aliens, by the way. Mm-hmm. Aliens is fantastic, but Alien, like, it's, it's you know, you got these, like, work, they feel like working class people just, like, yeah. on, a, on a ship. They're going off to, you know, the, to mine ore or whatever, and, or whatever they're doing. I don't remember. And then they, all hell breaks loose. So, um, in this in Prometheus, the characters in that, and I think we talked about this before, but yeah. the characters That's in Prometheus infuriating. were the most obnoxious characters yeah. ever. I mean, like, in in Alien, they're all, like I said, they're like these like ordinary Joes. Just traveling in a giant, a basic, basically a giant space truck, you know? In, in Prometheus, all these different people who are like, you know, the top of their fields or whatever, you know, like scientists, uh, yeah. biologists, uh, cartographers, all these things, um, they all seem to have come from the Camp Crystal Lake school of anything. Yeah. Um, like, you know, the, the two scientists in the movie, the two main, or two of the main characters are like, oh, we found this great discovery, let's fuck, you know? Um, the cartographer, or you know, he's got this, um, those two metal balls that are supposed to map out the area for him yeah. gets lost. Yes. Um, the biologist freaks out about dead aliens, but will come up and poke around at a weird... Yeah, yeah. it looks like a cobra. Yeah. Okay, first of all... Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he takes off his helmet. He takes off it his made me so angry. I was like, what? Why right. would you do that? Exactly. Exactly. That you... you so... And, and when I watched the trailer for this new alien movie, the characters look the same. They, they, they seem like the same, you know? Like, they seem like stock mm, characters. Yeah. Think about the original Alien is that, like... Well, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. We can talk about Alien in a second, because I actually... Last week, I was, you know, like, discussing the my reluctance about Alien Covenant. I was like, oh, right, that's why I didn't like Prometheus. This is why I didn't, I'm, I'm not looking forward to this one. Um, but 
the trailer did not sell me on the movie at all. And that's something that, like, that's been kind of driving me crazy lately is that, like, there was a, there used to be an art form about trailers. Yeah. Um, there really was. And uh, they're, they're not there anymore. We don't get the narrator anymore. I love the narrator. I remember the- Really? I hate the narrator. Okay. The narrator is like, you know, three people doing Okay, this. in certain, like, current... Okay, so this is what I was thinking about. In current um, trailers, I feel like it just isn't, isn't needed anymore. It reminds me of the 80s. That's why I don't like it. But I like it from the 80s, but not sure. now. You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't hear it anymore. I never, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't. never, I never see a either. narrator. Uh, yeah, but there was something about, like, especially with, like, a horror film or a science fiction film, there was something about a narrator that kind of, like, it kind of built that little, like, sense Creepy. of dread. Plus, you don't, you know, you don't need to hear as much dialogue from the movie to kind of, like, piece it together. You're just like, okay... I but, got. yeah, so I see, I don't think you need any dialogue or even a narrator, which is part of my list of favorite movie trailers. Fair enough, yeah. Don't have any dialogue or narration in it. Fair enough. So, but I, I, I do miss the narrator. I, I think that was such a, <laughs> it was such a part of, like, um, the 80s that, like, in yeah. the 70s. And Very, 70s, yeah. That, that, like, really just, like. It just made me like, oh, yes, I want to see this movie. I have no idea what the fuck's going on, but I need, I want to see this movie. And there's a lot of bad movies that I've seen because they've had awesome trailers. Mm-hmm. But you know, we, but now what we get is like kind of like this, um, I don't know, condensed version of a movie. Yeah. Where we see too, there's too much spoiled. <coughs> um, you, I mean, like I, you see the entire movie, and it's, it, it kind of reeks of like. A marketing team or a studio's desperation like you gotta see this movie because we got all this stuff going on and it's like there's no room for surprises anymore mm-hmm. now when i watch a movie i'll be like huh okay i know that i i i know this character is not going to die yet because i saw in the trailer that they yeah do some, you know and it drives me nuts um back in the day you could sell a movie on the director or the talent you didn't have mm-hmm. to you didn't necessarily people you would go see it like because it was a movie made by martin scorsese yeah or you would go see spielberg. a movie spielberg exactly yeah mm-hmm. i mean like um i mean some trailers I, I remember watching some old trailers recently that like some trailers didn't even show a single shot of the movie yeah you just got like you know it's being made by this person and that you know there's going to be this actor in it and that's it and it was great and you got excited about that, where you didn't need too much of the movie. And like I said, like now it's like we're just getting inundated with like all these scenes. Like they're they're desperately trying to make sure that the movie that they're making is going to fill seats. Mm-hmm. And I just I feel like that's just so depressing. There's no art form to like the trailer anymore. Um, I mean, and the, it's not in you know across the board. There has been some recent trailers. Like I, I remember thinking yeah. when I was thinking about this, like. A recent trailer that comes to mind, uh, when I say recent, I guess, what, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, There Will Be Blood. Okay, yeah. I knew it was Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. I knew it was Daniel Day Lewis. I knew it was about oil. I had no idea about anything else in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know? You don't, you didn't, I didn't hear the I drink your milkshake, you know, line or anything like that. The whole movie to me was like going in fresh. Yeah. You know? Um, that's all I needed. That's a great trailer. But, you know, like back in the day, like I remember, uh, or 1999, or mm-hmm. 2000, it was 2000, um, the trailer for Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. You see Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman making out, 
Mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick's name pops up. Chris Isaacs, Baby Did a Bad, Bad Thing. Yeah. I went into that yeah. movie opening day, had no idea what the movie was going to be about. <gasps> I just knew that I wanted to see it yeah. really bad, and I knew that Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were going to be in it. And I, I love that movie, but that's an example where I was like, hey, you've already sold me. You, mm-hmm. I don't need to see anything else. You know? Yeah. Um, like I said, now it's just I feel like we get too much to look in there, and, then, and now trailers are getting like teasers. Like, I remember when Prometheus yeah. came out, they were like, here's a teaser to the trailer we're releasing in a few days. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, just release the trailer. Or, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, when, it's to build up, you know. I know, but you should... But if a movie's really going to be... If a movie's really good, yeah. you're not going to need that much build up. If Prometheus... I should have known that Prometheus was going to piss me off by the by the amount of marketing <laughs> that they did. Because if, if Prometheus had been great... Yeah, I would have been like when when I I saw it opening night again. Like I in the first ten minutes, I was like, "This is gonna be an amazing movie." But then you know, fast forward to where Idris Elba is like, "Oh, I'm gonna suddenly take. I'm gonna you know stop this from happening. I'm gonna crash the ship. You know, I'm gonna sacrifice myself because that's the type of heroic guy I am that you've had no idea I was until yeah. this moment. There's no build up. There was no there was <laughs> I no setup. That was him there was too. no setup. There was just like. And his two co-pilots were like, we're going down with you, sir. And it's like, where did this <laughs> subplot come from? Where, where, what indication did we have that these people were like this, you yeah. know? And then, um, oh, my God. I just, that movie. Yeah. It's, I, uh, all of that aside, I, I liked it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Because here's the thing. Is, what I was saying is that if the movie had been great, mm-hmm. I would have come out of that and I would have been, like, talking to everybody. I would have been like, you got to see this movie. I mean, there's Get Out, which I think I saw. Oh, yeah. Um, I still love it. I saw a trailer briefly. Like, I saw it once, months before it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great, I want to see this movie. Then I didn't watch the trailer again, didn't watch anything. It's a good trailer. It's a really good trailer, but I didn't need it because I was like, I'm already in. I'm already invested. I want to yeah. see this movie. And since then, I have, t- you know, every time I talk about movies with people, about movies this year, I'm like, that's the one you should go see so far, right? The theater around the corner from from this from me right now is still playing it, and but that does not happen often. Well, think about how flooded, and this is probably another reason for trailers now is because the demand is so high for information. I mean, people are like, there's like tabloids, and they're shooting the actors. Like, I, that's always been around, but now it's so easily accessible. I, so the same thing last week, where it was like. Um, now, because of you know the internet and you know and how much information is out there, we know about a movie being made before. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, like we know that uh, right now we know Marvel, the Marvel universe's next six films and their the targeted release dates. And it's like, whereas back in the day, like when Tim Burton made Batman, you yeah. heard about it. It was in Variety, but like you didn't, you know, you didn't get too much you information. No, yeah. You got a great teaser of like, hey, this is gonna be a Batman movie. Shot of Michael Keaton, shot of Jack Nicholson. That's up. That's it. And then that was all you needed to hype you up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I agree. So I think I, I don't see. I feel like trailers are less necessary now that we know about these things. You know. Yeah. Uh, without having, you know, what I mean, like before them, trailers were like all you had to go by to know about a movie coming out or. You know what, yeah. what's going on now. It's like at this point, it's like God. I don't want to know anything about this movie. I just want to see it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think the Blade Runner trailer actually was really good because it's very it's simple, short, short and sweet. Yep. I'll bet you that I'm gonna be honest. I from what I hear, I I, I don't think Harrison Ford's gonna be in the movie really at all. Aside from maybe that one scene. Yeah. And you know what? I get why they showed him in the trailer. Think, yeah. Because people who are going to be like, how they make, they're making a sequel to Blade Runner. Without, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You need that one thing. But uh, Alien Covenant just looks so bad. I'm going to go see it because <laughs> why wouldn't you go see an Alien movie? I saw Alien Resurrection in a theater. <laughs> you know? I, I didn't see the Alien vs. Predator movies. Yeah. I still haven't because I'm like, that. that's a great idea on paper yeah like, and yeah but fuck that so like i said it got me thinking about trailers and um that's why i was saying to you like what would your three tra- your top three trailers be and i know that we you and i hit common ground on one of them yes which which is alien yeah that it's, trailer it's is perfect perfect it's perfect it uh i i rewatched it today mm-hmm. and it's still it it's still great it's still like it builds up to this like you know it it starts off and then it builds up and then like the last ending few seconds you're just like you're already scared and you have no idea what's going on you just know that it's happening in space there's crazy shit going on Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be scary and you know what that trailer lives up to its its hype you know yeah um do you see my, my, my point though? Like, look at the watch the Alien Covenant trailer and then watch Alien trailer. It's like they should be. I know, I know. I actually see. I was thinking about that too, because like from the first trailer to the last, this last movie, it's it is ridiculous. It feels more yeah. like it doesn't feel like um, I don't know. It doesn't it, it doesn't feel special. Yeah. And Prometheus tried. I, I don't know if you when the last time you saw the Prometheus trailer, but the Prometheus trailer tried, they, and it was deliberate. They tried referencing the original Alien trailer with that yeah. same that weird like, cla- you know, klaxon sound, you know, and yeah. like, all the images and stuff like that. But there's just something. I think the other thing too about Alien was that like we didn't have a lot of like huge actors. I mean, we don't, the 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 the, yeah. the the type of celebrity now mm-hmm. is way different than it was then. You know, where it's like you know, I don't know how to describe it, but. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. saying Tom Skerritt wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But he wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he wasn't, wasn't Jack so... Nicholson. He wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you have all these, like, actors, you know, in this movie. You just, okay, this person, this person, this person. Crazy shit. Um, some dude's spitting something up. Weird stuff. There's an egg hatching. That, and, and by the way, that egg hatching in the, yeah. isn't even in the movie. Like, that, 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 oh, that, yeah. that, that like, which is great. I, lo- I miss the days when they used to film stuff specifically for trailers. Yeah. You know? Because that's all you needed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the Alien trailer, we both can agree, is perfect. Yes. What would you, uh, what else would you say? All right. So, my other, and this is current. Now, I, I also had a lot of memorable sure. movie trailers uh, that I liked. I do like ones with no dialogue. I just think they appeal to me better. I think it leads to the imagination um, but The Handmaiden. Mm-hmm. So, again, I know I'm obsessed with this movie, but the trailer is also really good. Okay, the song, it fits perfectly. Even in the trailer, they rever- they move forward and reverse to the song, which is not in the, the, um, the movie at all, but it just, 
it melt it meshes so well with the trailer and plus like it's just a song it's the song like red vessel um it's perfect there's no dialogue and you don't have any idea what's going on in the movie at all like if you didn't know that um what the movie was based on and it's based off a book um, you you would watch this trailer and be like, I don't know what the this fucking movie is about, but it looks gorgeous and it looks in, in, enticing and like sexy and like scary a little bit, like like what is going on with these characters and you want to watch it and I love I I rewatched it again too. I probably when I first saw it, I probably watched it about four or five times. It's just really good. But you also knew that it was the guy who did Old Boy. Yes. Well, uh, the the first scene is right. from right. But that's what I'm saying is that like you, they were again. It was yeah, it was selling that, you on the talent on the director. Yeah. And then my number three pick is Watchmen. Now, this trailer is so good. So the the, the I think it's the Smashing Pumpkins song. Like, even though that song was current, it is cut so well with the footage from Watchmen. Um, now. This is almost completely dialogue-free, except for, like, a weird middle part where he's like, God, God yeah. save us, or whatever. Um, but it's it's just enough to know that it's, like, an adult, dark, kind of hero movie. And it, 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 is, really, it is really good. I think the trailer... Now, again, and I also like the movie, but I also love the trailer. Jess is laughing because that is going to be that movie will later on be the topic of this episode, um, and we both have very different opinions about Watchmen. Which you mine know, is we, the right one. All right. So, <laughs> um, my so like my other two trailers aside from Alien are um, I is a toss up between Doctor Strange Love, okay, or yes, the, or The Shining. Kubrick the Shining. Kubrick's trailers Oof. were amazing yes you know like i could watch those in a loop over and over again and almost get the same feeling i would get watching his actual movies i mean 2001 trailer is fantastic uh again the shining dr strange love um eyes wide shut which i mentioned yeah and those are the only the ones that i can i'm thinking off the top of my head you know i haven't seen the clockwork orange one god knows how long but clockwork orange again it was one of those things where it's like What's going on in this movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Stanley Kubrick. It's worth checking out. Maybe it's because we don't have directors like that anymore that you're like, I need to see this person's movie. Yeah. Um, but those his, his, his trailers were always just an art form in themselves. Um, the Shining, if you haven't seen the trailer for that, is just a shot of the elevator. Yeah, one with, scene. With the text just scrolling down, and what you get is it's Stanley Kubrick, it's a based on a Stephen King novel. Jack Nicholson, who is Jack Nicholson, yeah. Shelley Duvall. So for all you Altman fans in 1980, you're like, oh my gosh, I know this Shelley Duvall character from all these uh, Altman films. So that you're sold in that Scatman Crothers, you know. Uh-huh. And then the elevator doors open, <laughs> and trailer ends. You know, great. Uh, Doctor Strange was also is great because it has kind of a weird narration to it, mm-hmm. juxtaposed with a bunch of different clips that are really assembled really well to, you know, kind of give you the impression that, like, it's Kubrick, it's yeah. a comedy, um, and, you know, George C. Scott, and Peter Sellers. Yep. So, that's, one of those two is definitely on my list. Uh, my other favorite trailer is Pink Flamingos, and that's because 
in that, if, 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 I don't know if you've ever seen that trailer. But I haven't seen that trailer. You don't see any footage of the movie. Yeah. You just, all you're getting is the reactions of the audience. And after, like, you know, like, after the movie, when people, like, they were doing kind of, like, man on the streets, like, what did you think of the movie? And all people being like, it's the sickest thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's the craziest thing. It's the funniest. I had a great time. But just the idea of people being so shocked and so, like, flabbergasted <laughs> makes you want to go see this movie. Yeah. Um, and, again, a fantastic trailer. Not a single, to my recollection, not a single moment of the movie, really. The audio you can hear. But it's really, the whole trailer is just people's reactions and people talking about it. And that, mm-hmm. I think, is something that's lost as well. It's like, hey, just don't take my word for it. Take this person's, you know. So um, that is definitely in my top three is the Pink Flamingos trailer. I don't think, again, trailers aren't like the way they, they are nothing like that anymore. And, um, and I mean, like, Pink Flamingos wasn't a big movie. Yeah. You know? So to, to know about this and know that, hey, you know, this is a movie that's playing at midnight. Um, these people seem to be... Also, it's one of those things where it's like you see the people that are reacting to it. And you know how, like, when you when somebody that you just know you don't click with as far as personal taste goes, and they're like, I love this movie. Chances are you don't want to go see it. Yeah. Because they're like, well, if you like it. Yeah. I mean, you're, no offense, but if you like it, I'm probably not going to like it. Whereas in Pink Flamingos, I'm like, this person I think I can get along with. Mm-hmm. They like this movie. I want to check it out. So that's in my top three. Uh, a few notables. Um, again, I love the original Nightmare on Elm Street trailer mm-hmm. as a narrator, but it, it may be. But that works for '80s movies. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like it's it it gives away. It's funny too because in the trailer of Nightmare on Elm Street, like they haven't modified Robert Englund's voice. So whenever he does talk as Freddy Krueger, it's like it's his actual voice. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's got that weird kind of, like, disjointed feeling because you're like, wait a minute, that's not how it sounds in the movie, but I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's creepy. It's like, hey, we're in the suburbs. This terrible thing's happening. All these people are dying. It's going to be great. And um, and maybe it's because as a kid I was absolutely petrified of that franchise. So mm-hmm. the fact yeah, that I same. see the trailer, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I still get, the little, I still get the, like, like, goosebumps a little bit. Um I mean, using the same franchise, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, not a single shot of the movie. Just like, a, they they filmed something specifically. I think it's like a, a panning shot of the house. Like mm-hmm. a, made as like yeah. a... Yeah. And then, you know, you find out, okay, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, great. I'm going to go see it because I like the first two. Um, so those are, that was one of my notable ones. Um, I, and I will say, and again, I think this will be the third, you know, episode where we've mentioned this in a row, but... I do love the trailer for Big Trouble in Little China because it always just makes me go, yep, I love that movie. Ugh. Like, it just makes me smile. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen the trailer. Oh, uh, any, when, when it says, like, Jack Burton's coming to save your summer. Uh-huh. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's that's all you need. Uh, I will, and then on that same train of thought, the Roadhouse trailer mm-hmm. where um, it says that Patrick Swayze is uh, the best friend a good time can have. <laughs> perfect again narrators that just completely yeah kill but it. those work for those i feel like I, I haven't heard like okay i was i was re- i remembered this trailer it's everything is illuminated which is a more movie early 2000s i remember um but that is a good trailer but i don't like the first part of it because it's narrated and then the second part of the trailer 
ends with this like Davochka song, you know, from I think Little Miss Sunshine, and it's in it too. And it's and it's so emotional. It gets so emotional all of a sudden when the first part of it is like, he goes on a journey. He's a collector. Like it's just right. I don't right. know the tone changes. I would probably go. See the, <laughs> I have I have only seen the first Fast and the Furious movie, and I hated it because <laughs> I was like, I can't believe nobody's acknowledging that this is Point Break with cars, you know. But I would go see the subsequent ones if there was a trailer where, like, they were like, you know, Vin Diesel is the best friend. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I, you know what? I want to go see that because I need this to know. This guy told this me. Guy, yeah. Um, I, I think there's something to be said about a narrator kind of selling you on the movie as opposed to, like, hey, what song are the kids into these days? Let's throw that in there. I just, I, I, I feel like when you, when you use songs like that, I am a little irritated when trailers are trying to like cram in like you know popular songs or hip songs to kind of win you over. It just it, ugh, it just drives me nuts. Um, yeah, like top forty. Yeah. Or um, yeah, yeah, exactly top forty. Or even like songs that I'm like, oh, they're trying to target me. Yeah. But like it feels like that, so I'm not. I don't want to go see it. Like I feel like I'm being, you know. <laughs> No, you know what I mean? Like for someone yeah. like, we got to get this crowd in there. Like, what, what's something they like, you know? And it just, it feels so, I don't know, phony. Not to get um, all Holden Caulfield or anything, but it feels phony, and I feel, I'm like, no, I don't want to go see that. Um, <laughs> it's hurting me. I don't like it. It, it. it is, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it's, it just feels gross. Um, well, I wanted, I had a few notables, but I get, so the girl with the dragon tattoo, I think is a, is a great trailer, but it does have that immigrant, like the Karen O immigrant song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it works well. But was that in the movie? Uh, no, I think it's in the. I think it's in the closing credits. But it's but okay. But it was it was. But I'm talking about like when they use songs that are like. Oh oh yeah yeah yeah. You know what I mean? Like nothing to do with the movie at all. It's just it's it's a way to grab the attention of somebody who may not normally. Yeah. See it. Yeah. Um. The other one was the raid two. Um, trailer, which you haven't seen any of them, which right. is a good. The raid and the raid two are are really good action martial arts movies. Um, but the trailer for the raid two, it's just you know, you, even if you hadn't seen the first one, you see this guy. He's clearly in a prison cell. He has a chalk outline mm-hmm. of a person, and his hands are a little bandaged, and he's just like pow pow pow. And then it cuts off and like something's happening and then it's back to him and then it cuts off again. Something else is happening and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Is this this guy? Like, there's all these like things going doesn't on. Doesn't that remind you of the old boy trailer? Uh, I don't know if I've seen the old boy trailer, but I know exactly which scene you're talking about. But you have to separate it because they're two completely different stories. Sure, I'm, yeah, I just, go ahead. But I do know exactly in the beginning when he's, you Because well, the old boy trailer has him box in the wall and then it cuts to the hammer the hallway hammer sequence and everything like that and you know you still have no idea what's going on in the movie but you're like i want to see that actually i should watch it just to compare the two because i don't know i've never seen the old boy trailer but if it's similar then that's exactly (laughs) the same thing but it is you should actually see the raid and the raid too see i wonder if that's because we're getting like you know these trailers are coming in from overseas you know yeah so and because they don't you know when they show it in like a, you know, when you go to an art house theater, you will, you, you'll often see like trailers with subtitles, you know, for foreign films or anything. But like for other films, you don't, they don't, they just, they don't, there's no dialogue in it because, hey, 
American audiences aren't going to be able to understand it. And, yeah. And there's that dumb thing where people don't want to read their their dialogue. So it's like, so they just show you, hey, this is some crazy shit going on in the movie. Check it out. And you're like, yep, I'm into crazy shit. Let's go do this. <laughs> um, so, and, and, you know, and then there's that weird, you know, we could talk about an entire episode about this, but then there's those trailers that are better than the movie. Uh, the one that always comes to mind was um, that Terminator movie with Christian Bale. And oh my God! Yes, absolutely. The trailer, I was like, and that was one example where they use a song, they use like an NHL song in there, where I was like, it's probably not even in the movie, but I want to see that the- movie was so disappointing, and that trailer was so good. Right. I wish the person who had cut the trailer had actually made the movie because yeah. I'm like, they they seem to get it. I'm like, this is gonna be dark. This is gonna be depressing. Yeah. This is gonna be rad and it instead it was this it was the dude from avatar running around um anton yelchin's fantastic yeah I mean, he was and it really bummed me out you know because like yeah kyle reese but he well also because he but he was also he mimicked michael bean so perfectly you know what i'm saying like he got I was re-watching the first terminator i was like oh my god he had like a lot of those mannerisms down like you yeah know? um i mean he was the best part of the movie the whole movie should have been him because everybody else was like yeah really just underwhelming you know and then i think of course the movie got kind of like overshadowed by christian bale being uh which you know what who cares if that's what's going to ruin you know your hype for a movie Um, i know but the movie wasn't good so yeah anyway yeah i think it's the worst part (laughs) it's a terrible he yelled it he like completely berated some poor dude over a movie that wasn't even worth yelling you know what i'm saying yeah wasn't wasn't worth the exposure of that right they weren't making like spartacus they were making terminator salvation and he like went on this like rant um but you know i remember and this is how we're going to lead into this this topic here i remember seeing the watchman trailer and being so excited (laughs) so excited so i went opening night my friends and it was i read the i mean i've been reading the comic book over and over again since 90 something i can't even remember and i i mean i love that comic book uh had preacher not come out ever i would have been like yeah watchman's the best thing in comic Mm -hmm. book form um and uh i walked away that night full of just vitriol and hatred about that movie what like it is okay i don't understand the hate because it is literally almost panel for panel the comic without obviously the <laughs> like the part of the the monster sure um which i didn't have a problem we'll, with yeah i didn't either okay so and i actually thought it kind of made for a better story um i i really don't understand the hate i thought um what jackie earl keely was a great rorschach um i really like the cast um billy crudup Dr. Manhattan. Poor man's Jason Patrick, yeah. Well, I, like. I don't even know. Who, wait, who is Jason Patrick? Who is Jason Patrick? <laughs> um, have you not seen The Lost Boys? Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. I know exactly who it is now. But he, he would have been too old. Uh, yeah, because Billy Crudup was like, you know, I mean, you realize that they they did like CGI for <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. It wasn't, that wasn't really what... I mean, but <laughs> I just feel like Billy Crudup is not... Actually, I like Billy Crudup. I do I too. He was I do too. Cast good, even um, Malin Ackerman or whatever. See, but the thing is, is people want to talk shit because they're like, "Oh, she ruined Silk Spectre," but um, she didn't. I never really liked her anyway in the comic. I and she was unlikable in the movie, and it's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> um, 
I thought... Um, I'm trying to think of... Even uh, what Matthew Green... Like, I thought, I'm not sure if that's his name, actually, as Ozymandias. Um, Green he, or Good? Yeah, Matthew Good. That's it. Um, yeah. I, I even liked him, and people are like, oh... I don't know. They, they, they say everyone's dry, but I don't think so. Um, at all. And I think it, visually it looks good, and people want to... Okay, I get the Zack Snyder hate because he isn't really that good, but At all. I do love Watchmen. I think it's a good movie. I think, and especially he's known for his, like, up-close, you know, fight scenes, and even those are good. Um, I don't know. It's dark, and uh, it just... For me, it just seems great now i don't know what version you saw like there's a director's cut and there's also in the dvd they even have the black freighter like i okay. just fair enough i did not see that i only saw the theatrical cut okay so maybe but here's the thing is is i still think it's a good it is a good adaptation um i i really can't think that it would be better by anybody else honestly even though i don't care about Zack snyder i really think it's great and everyone can go <laughs> All right, so here's the thing. One, I had a problem with, right off the bat, whenever somebody says, I love the source material, I cringe because then it's like, well, you better, what, you better own up to that. So, like, the example I'll give you is, like, Mark Steven Johnson did um, the Daredevil movie, and he's swearing up and down, and he's like, I'm a huge Daredevil fan, and I'm talking about the Ben Affleck one, and I watched yeah. it, like, what, what, I know, what it's... Daredevil comic book did you read? <laughs> um, I just think, so, and that's how I felt about Zack Snyder doing Watchmen, he's like, I love the comic book, it's great, blah, 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 and um, on the first note I'll make is that it does seem like he looked at the comic book, I don't think he read it, I think he just, like, looked at the pictures, because yes, visually, I'm like, yeah, this looks like Watchmen. Yeah. But, I agree with you on Jack Earl Haley. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. Perfect as Rorschach. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as uh, the as comedian. As the comedian. Fantastic. Yes, okay. Great. Uh, I agree with Malin Ackerman. I, I don't feel like she was properly cast. I've, I've seen her in comedies and been like, oh, I really, you know, she's... Yeah, okay, I don't think she did a good acting job, but mm-hmm. she was unlikable enough to where I was like, yes, this is how... My big problem? Yeah. One of my big problems is uh, Patrick Wilson. I actually, you know, I come to realize I don't dislike him. I like him in Little Children. Okay. I like him in Hard Candy. He is not, he's still, to, in my eyes, too good looking to play that character. I actually, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mention him because I didn't feel anything towards him. <laughs> um, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's, he, I, I would have, in, in a perfect world, I would have gone with a slightly more fit mm-hmm. Philip Seymour Hoffman at the time. <laughs> Uh, I think that would have been a, <laughs> okay. You know, like still, Actually. still kind of Philip Seymour Hoffman, but just a little slimmer. You know, yeah. Uh, That's one of my. That was one of the issues. So the casting was just, and it's not his fault, not Patrick Wilson's fault. I feel like his character was, he was either miscast or poorly written. You yeah, know? not his fault. Um, but it was all flash and substance from the comic book. It was all the imagery, and I get that. It's great. You know, it looks like. But that's what he does, Zack Snyder. Right. But what I love about that comic book is. It's ambiguity, and and it, it's 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 asking questions, necess- not necessarily answering them. And like, um, here's a perfect example, in my opinion. Um, so, I'm trying to think of like how to, how to articulate it. 
Zack Snyder clearly was in love with the Rorschach character. Yeah. Right? Clearly. And the way he he shoots that character and the way he had that character written, we're suppo- we love him too. Yeah. In the comic book, he's and he's definitely he's the coolest part of the psychopath. comic book, but he's a right-wing psychopath, like yeah. an extreme right-wing psychopath. Really. Yeah, his morality is is it's black is well, it's black and white, yeah. but it's also like he's also very um I don't know, he's not I think that in the comic book you're you're allowed to you're kind of asked to come up with your own feelings about him whereas I feel like Zack Snyder's saying no no he's cool right he looks cool and you're like yeah dude he looks fucking awesome well maybe it's it's for people who have uh, read the graphic novel you I always thought he was cool in a psychopath sort of way you know like there's definitely enough that Alan Moore throws in enough in that in that character to make you go like how do I feel about this guy whereas I feel like Zack Snyder's like no he's cool and it's like, I know you think so, but I want to kind of, I want it to be ambiguous. I want it to be kind of like, how do I feel about it? As opposed to being told how I feel about it. But that's for people who haven't read it. Do you, you know, like, uh, Go ahead. I guess if you came from, and you ha- you weren't familiar with these characters, that it, it, it's playing his character up, yes, for people who haven't seen it. Not to make him cool, but I think to make him a moral focal point of the the film. But well, I mean, he's the standout character in the comic book, I think, and I feel yeah. Like, but I, I feel like in a way that like, but what's great about him is that there's so many complexities to that character. Where on one minute you're like, I'm totally yes, I totally get where he's coming from. On the other hand, you're like, oh my god, what are you talking about? And it either it's look, there's either two ways you can look at it. It's either Zack Snyder's in love with that character and he want and he's he's playing it up, or Jack Earl Haley was. So amazing, so beyond amazing. That he, <laughs> he, in his portrayal of Warshak, he made you feel like, hey, this guy's cool. And it's like I like it better in the comic book, where I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this character. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk um, about the stuff they cut out. That's yeah. a problem with anything, and I, I, that's fair. But like, um, going back to the Warshak character, one of my favorite subplots of the comic book is the whole thing with his psychiatrist. Yeah. And a psychiatrist is like starts yes. off, you know, like this is just like a celebrity case. This is gonna be the one that like makes him like a whatever. And he starts to kind of start to see the world the way Rorschach sees it to the point where it completely it ruins his marriage. And there's that really pivotal scene where right before the monster or whatever it is you wanna, you know, whatever it is in uh-huh. the comic book. Oh, no, I mean, it was a monster in the comic book. It was in the movie that they changed. Yes, in the movie, it was the Dr. Manhattan thing. So yeah. So, before the, the big attack on New York City, um, you know, he's arguing with his wife, or he's trying to, like, reconcile with his wife, and then he sees a, a couple fighting, or people mm-hmm. fighting, and he, he can't help but feel compelled to, like, to intervene. And that, it, it, it was such a great subplot that I'm like, how do you take that out? And I get it. You have to chop it's up It's already stuff. a long-ass movie. I know. Um, anyway... Besides, I know. You know, so like, what pieces of the story do you cut out? I know, and what's what what I find to be really uh, crucial to the story, and what somebody else might find are completely different, could be completely different things. So I totally get that. Um, there is no emotion in Watchmen at all. Like, okay, so in the comic book for or and in the movie for those mm-hmm. that haven't read it, Silk Spectre, she's married to Doctor Manhattan. She ends up having an affair with Night Owl, right? Um, in the comic book, I get it. Like, it makes sense. It's like, you know, she's, you know, he's he's distant, she's feeling neglected, she's feeling this, she's feeling that, and, you know, 
he's the exact opposite. And so they're, they're, when they finally come together in the comic book, you're like, it's not, you don't celebrate it, but you understand it. Um, in the movie, I was just like, what a jerk. <laughs> like, um, poor Dr. Manhattan. Um, poor Dr. Manhattan, though. But was, that's what I'm saying, is that, like, it, it was, it, it didn't, it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas in the comic book, it, it all made sense. Whereas in the, in the movie, it was like, he got all of the, the plot points in the movie, yeah. from the comic book into the movie, but none of the context and none of the, the feelings behind it. And then, and this is such a stupid nitpick, but I can't help it. It has the second worst use of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah ever. <laughs> the first being Kate McKinnon on Saturday Night Live. But that that scene, I remember just... I, it's, it makes it so comical. And I, I totally agree, but like... I kind of think I kind of like it, (laughs) and I know everyone hates it. It's so schmaltzy, and it reads exactly like, you know, people are gonna think this is really cool, and you know. But doesn't it even say like it like Hallelujah? Like it just I don't know. I get it. I get why. I love that song, by the way. I just and I love Leonard Cohen's version. I just I or you know the original version, but I hate with a passion that scene where I'm just like. Because I already, I'm not already buying the her turning to Night Owl for yeah. You know, whatever. So I'm already not invested in that. And then on top of that, I feel like Zack Snyder's not subtle. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. Is that but what he wants is he wants these big reactions, but he doesn't want to work for them. He just wants he expects you to go ah I I'm hearing this song, um, I'm seeing boobies, so I feel, <laughs> I feel like I should be totally into the scene, and I wasn't. I was like, dude, like earn all this stuff don't force it on the audience and i feel like the but look at your audience though you know what i mean like for the i don't think you should ever talk down to your audience you should bring your audience up to you okay yeah but with but again look at the time period too when Watchmen came out like there was an explosion of comic book type of uh movies and tv shows now right but not before and then not only do you have to make this believable um, or watchable to these people who are not into comic books, but also see a movie with like people wearing, you know, costumes. It is, it, it is that. I get exactly what you're saying, what, and I did hear an argument that the Watchmen movie was supposed to be, uh, whereas the comic book was a deconstruction of comic books at the time. The movie was supposed to be a deconstruction of comic yeah. movies. It just doesn't feel like it, and and uh. and. and <laughs> I think about, first of all, I never, the one thing about Watchmen that I guess I should throw out there too is that I feel like that should never have been made into a movie. Maybe, maybe a miniseries. But it did. What I'm saying though is that like when I hear about, I never, so I don't think it should be made into a movie, but when I think about the people who were going to make it in the past and I think we got Zack Snyder, that makes it even that much more harder to swallow. Like when I hear that Terry Gilliam was working on it, I'm like, oh my God. I don't know... I mean, maybe if he came up, came out with it before Zack Snyder, I see how that could have been um, definitely something that would have made the fans of the comic mm-hmm. um, excited. But then Zack Snyder, I think, had done 300 before Watchmen, and so it was like... He can I, handle comic books? Well, yeah, it was like one of those things, and uh, even 300... I, I like, not because of the story or anything, but because of his slow motion fight scenes and his green screen use. Ugh, and and like, the, the fight scenes in Watchmen, like that whole, I, his style of fight is, scenes are... But that's what he does. 
I even I even like the fight scenes in Watchmen. That's insane. I I think he I think I mean we I think it's clear I feel now. like they're so for the I see how for some people it could come off as hokey when you're thinking about it, but it is it is such a panel of like movements and like slow like it reads like a comic book and that's why I like him so much. All right, and then here's the thing: is Alan Moore, and this is I, I always go back to this quote because like when I first read him, when I first heard about him saying this, I was like it was before the movie was made, and I was like, oh yeah. And then I think when I heard him say, when I heard this quote, I was like, I'm actually okay with Watchmen not being made into a film. And then when I think about that quote now, when I've seen the movie, I'm like, ugh. And Alan Moore made a point. He's like, I made the comic book to show what comic books can do that film and literature can't do. And if you look at that comic book, I mean, like, the, the, the amount of, like, work that goes into that comic book, like how, like, certain panels mirror, you know, ten pages later, mirror the scene, you know, like, right down to the layout and everything yeah. in action. I mean, he, like, again, the comic book was, in, you were, in, in the comic book, you're able to do stuff like the Black Freighter, which actually does have a context to the story, yeah. But as a movie, it's like, well, where do you plug plug this in? It's like he just really likes Gerard Butler, so he just wants to shoot it with him doing the voice. And uh. I mean, I think he gave him a job, <laughs> but I'm glad that they made it animated too, sure. and that it was included in the DVD. Fine, but I just I feel like again, like the the. the but you can't make. I I see what you're saying. You can't push that into a movie, and that's why it was released separately. And like, um. There's no place to put that, but it did get made into a movie is the thing, and I don't think it's bad. Yeah, but it is. <laughs> it's a bad movie, but... I like, think for the source material, like, for what you have to work with, and the the time constraints and your audience, I think that no one could have done better. I really don't. <laughs> I, I don't... I mean, I, here's the thing, too, is that, like, and I know we're talking about, like, I was, like harping about the source material but the thing is like I don't mind when someone takes a you know a book or a comic book or anything and they adapt it and they make changes that's totally necessary yeah but as long as they get the the context right and I feel like Watchmen the only part of it that was a, it was a, a perfect adaptation was that it looks exact I mean like if you watch that movie with the volume off mm-hmm it's a fantastic movie. You can't. I mean, I'll, I'll even I'll even for you know forego what I just said about the fight scenes, if I watch it without the volume. Mm-hmm. But when you have the volume, when you have like there's just all the the, the great stuff about the the comic book, the ambiguity, the questions that it raises but never answers, all of that does not come across in the movie. It just comes off as like a castrated version of the comic book where I'm just like. I mean, it is a dumbed down version, but that's. But I don't want a dumbed down version. I want a. But I don't think there's any other way to... There's there's no way that that... And that goes into it shouldn't have been made, but it was made. Right. And, and I honestly don't think it's bad because it, it it's the best effort. Like, it's, <laughs> you made it, like, yeah, you know? I don't want to celebrate someone's effort. I want to celebrate someone's accomplishment. But it's not... Like, I don't think... I will say this. He did, he did stick to the 80s time frame which I thought was perfect yeah you know like I was like I was really worried they weren't because like a lot of other scripts that went out for uh, for Watchmen mm-hmm. updated it modernized it and I'm glad that he kept it in the 80s I think that's yeah. great that's the only positive thing I will say besides Jack Earl Haley and Jeffrey Dean oh. Morgan and uh, uh, Stephen McCaddy who's a great another great character actor played uh, the first night out I liked him mm. and I love uh, Carlo Gugino 
Yes, I do too. I yeah. always love her. Yeah, I know. I mean, like my, I mean, not to sound like a, you know, a, a snob or a hipster or anything. Yeah. My, my love for her goes back, and this is, I can't believe I'm going to say this, uh, uh, you know, to anybody, but uh, son-in-law. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. With Polly Shore, with and Polly. she like is a farm girl. Yeah. Yes, I saw that in the movie theater. I saw it twice. In the movie theater. <laughs> um, there was a point in my life when that was my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was. This wasn't like last year. This is, but uh, she's great. She is great. It's just like I said. The uh, I just. I don't know. There's too much in the comic book that makes it impossible to to properly. That's why I didn't see Preacher. I learned my lesson from Oh, my God. Week. Okay, I, I hate it so much. There's two good episodes. I think we talked about this before, but my hate for it runs so deep. My hate for it runs so deep that I'm going to watch the entire second season and just be angry. Like, I want to stew in my own hatred for this show. Um, well, I feel like we didn't come any closer to seeing the other person's uh, point of view on Watchmen. I think you're no. still going to walk away loving it, and I think I'm still going to walk away I am. <laughs> Um, There's I, nothing, like, no one can change that. Like, I've watched it a few times since it came out. Probably, like, three or four times. Like, every once in a while, I'll, like, put it on. Well, I actually... Yeah, if somebody has the director's cut DVD, I'll probably... I, th- I have it. Yeah, I and, okay, I'm oh, going to okay. make you watch it. Yeah. Plus, um, but, you know, there's lots of movies that I watch, uh, older movies that are my favorites, and then I have new favorites when I re-watch them, and I'm... I can never decide. So I think in our first episode we went over our like top three movies, and um, yeah, we did. And mine constantly change. I just can't help it. Like, so why don't you tell me what your top three favorite movies are now? Well, okay. So uh, two thousand one: A Space Odyssey, which is always got to be up and down depending on what else I watch, but it's always there. Right. Um, and plus, I just saw the exhibit at the Fourteen Factory. And then you get reminded, like, it's probably the movie uh, that I see the most that's always being released in the theater, at least once a year, Arcsite does it, and I'll go watch it in a theater, like, they show it at the Dome, mm-hmm. it's just, like, this enormous, engulfing movie, and uh, it's just spectacular, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah, um, uh, Death Becomes Her. I, rep- I watch this movie... All the time. It is just so enjoyable. Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, Bruce Willis, like, fuck, yeah. Isabella Rossellini, like, I love it, it is fucking great. And it is, it is, like, creepy, and it's, like, it's great, and everyone is so good in it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, I, I watched this recently, and it, it's funny because of our, our, it's not funny, but our social climate still mirrors it, and the movie was made 20 years ago, which was uh, La N. With uh, Vincent Cassel, that French movie from the... Uh, oh, Hate? Or was that yes, the, yes, yeah, the yes. American... Yeah. Um, so it was... I think it was Vincent Cassel's first movie, and I I, I think that also skyrocketed. I love Vincent Cassel. Like, I would smooch yeah. him. But, <laughs> uh, Kiss him on the mouth? Yeah, it's, it's still... It's weird. Well, it's not weird, but even still, it just shows that we haven't progressed as humans... At all, if if we're running into the same type of, of for sure political nightmares um, that were happening twenty years ago in in other countries too, and it's 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 interesting. Yeah. But fuck, that movie is just it is so good. Um, but yeah, so those are my new three favorite movies. I think my my three favorites still stay the same, but I mean, as of recently, like I said, Body Double really got me. I think again, yeah. it's living in L.A. You know, when you see a movie that, like, has all these different 
LA landmarks minus the Hollywood sign, you know, because I feel like it was, you know, but you get really, it's kind of exciting to be like, oh yeah, I, I know where that is, you know, and it, like, especially when you see something from the 80s and you're like, oh, it looks completely different than it does now, you know, it's great to see the Beverly Center in uh, Body Double and then 10 years before that you get Eraserhead where it's just an industrial wasteland yeah. and that was where the Beverly Center was. Um, I watched that recently and then, um, you know, and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do a shout out to uh, Shout Factory because they just, uh, I just picked up uh, Serial Mom, which is not my favorite John Waters, but up there for sure. Um, I, re- I, re- I rewatched that. It's great because I can kind of retire my video now. Um, but the, uh, the DVD is great. The movie still holds up. And Kathleen Turner interview with her and so John Waters good. and Ming Stoll is fantastic. It's great to see, like, I mean, I feel like Kathleen Turner feels a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. here and there in the interview, but uh, she rolls with the punches pretty well. And um, and then uh, other DVD I picked up was uh, Streets of Fire, which I was telling you about before we started recording, which is this, like, Walter Hill film. Um, it was right after 48 Hours and The Warriors. Um, but uh, it's this weird rock and roll kind of, uh, almost like musical Michael Perry plays a, a this, you know, of course he plays a soldier for hire, and he has to go save his um, ex-girlfriend who's been kidnapped by this biker gang led by Willem Dafoe. Um, all the music's by uh, Jim Steinman, who did um, a lot of those meatloaf-like Paradise by oh, the Dashboard yeah. Light, and I Would Do Anything for Love, you know, so it has that, like, those rock epic feels and everything. Uh, Rick Moranis plays... Probably the most unlikable character he's ever played, but still, he's fantastic. Um, I mean, it's just this ridiculous, over-the-top movie that is... I don't want to say it's so bad it's good, because it's not awful in that, but it's its its pretty ridiculous. Amy Madigan playing this mm-hmm. badass, like his, you know, Michael Perry's badass uh, sidekick, I guess. Um, I don't like that, to, to, to say that, because I don't think she's much of a sidekick as much as she's kind of like a total badass who beats the shit out of Bill Paxton in the movie. <laughs> Bill Paxton was in it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, just it's a great, fun movie that, um, it's junk food. Yeah, know? yeah. It's really good junk food, though. It's like, you know, you can get you can get nachos at Taco Bell, you can get nachos at, at you know, a Mexican restaurant. And that's what, <laughs> that's what Streets of Fire is. It's the nachos in a Mexican restaurant. It's not good for you. It's not that good. It's not that healthy. It's pretty bad. But, um, it's enjoyable. So, Scout Factory put out those two recently on Blu-ray, and uh, it was really good. Um, good releases, good transfers, and um, great special features if that's what you're into. So, that will wrap it up, I think. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, yeah, we'll be Until. around next time. Until next, next time. time. See, that's why we need a narrator. <laughs> Rorschach's Journal, October twelfth. 1985. Dog carcass in alley this morning. Tire tread on burst stomach. This city's afraid of me. I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up around their waists. And all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, Save us. And I'll whisper, No.